keep walking by faith, trusting God, keep believing even when doubt comes, keep getting up again. And when you fall, go ahead and repent, go ahead and tell God, I'm sorry and apologize and then get back up and walk. And then you keep doing this. You keep putting one foot in front of the other. You do it until you start to see the fruit of your prayers, the fruit of your words. And the fruit is exactly what you need. You're going to see that that what you had been missing is now growing and showing up in your life. God is faithful, y'all. God is faithful. And he will bring you into that place of freedom. He will bring you into that place of fullness where the pieces are no longer missing and you are completely whole and completely healed in Christ. Welcome to the God's Perfect Size show where faith meets fat loss. I'm your host, Kim Jogway, the author of God's Perfect Size and a former food addict turned food freedom coach. Tune in every week to be encouraged and empowered towards your goals for weight loss and victory in Christ. Hey everyone, welcome back to the God's Perfect Size podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I have a topic for you today that I think is going to be life-changing for you. Today we're talking about Jesus has what you're missing. And in particular, we're talking about Jesus has what you're missing concerning food or the way you've been raised to think about food or deal with food. And let's just dive right in because I want to share with you that I've noticed that many of us are raised with examples of eating to excess or under eating. There are always these extremes when it comes to the way we deal with food, whether you're in the kingdom of God or whether you're just, you know, not, not even a believer, not even a believer. We have these extreme thoughts about how we deal with food. And I want to talk to you about that because I'm going to deal with it from the perspective of overeating. And that's where I was. You know, that is a part of my history. That's a part of my story. It's all out there. I just, I share it with you so that you can be encouraged by it and so that you know that you can be free also. And I'm going to share everything I know about it so that you can gain your freedom. So here's the deal. Many of us, like I said, are raised with this, this, this eating to excess. And it just is a part of our culture. It can be a part of our families. You know, we go to family gatherings or church gatherings and what's there? There's always food. There's always a feast. And yes, there's a time of feasting and we're not going to villainize feasting. But for many of us, that is a lifestyle. You know, every meal is an opportunity to overeat and to take in as much as we can to have foods that are rich and you know, hyper palatable so that we just want more and more. The enemy knows what he's doing when he's designing Twinkies and whatever else he is, you know, tempting us with. Here's the thing. The enemy will give you these, these opportunities and present these temptations in front of you. And he's never going to give you a balance. He's never going to give you a balance. He's always going to push you to extremes that lead to bondage and sin. That is his goal. His one goal is to kill, steal, and destroy. You know this. And he'll use anything, including food. And my story is that story in a nutshell. You know, when I, when I was growing up, I lived with my parents and my four siblings, sisters. It was all girl power up in the house. And my father somehow lost his way in life and he became a drug addict. And because of that, we watched his personality shift over time. Ultimately, after five children and about 
12, 13 years of marriage, my parents divorced because of the struggles that he had. But during that time when he was in the home, when he was on that downward slope, he would use food as punishment. And so my earliest memories are of food being given as a reward or food being taken away. And I know that someone out there relates to that. This is not everyone's story, but someone out there is dealing with the fact that that they experienced abuse or they experienced homelessness. And so they have these thoughts around food, these issues around food, food scarcity. And so you didn't grow up with what you needed. And that's my story. Um, I remember even when I was really young, I was, I was, I know I was in elementary school. And my father had given a punishment. We weren't going to have dinner that night. And I, no, I actually think I was in pre-K, somewhere around that age group. And I remember my mother sneaking in some food in a pillowcase. It it had to be a secret thing because we weren't allowed to have dinner that night because we had angered him in some way. And so she brought this food in a pillowcase and we sat in the room and we, my, my sister and I hid under our bed and we ate these hot dogs. And so eating in secrecy was a normal thing. It was a normal thing for me. So much so that years later, a lot of healing later, a lot of restoration later. And here I was a fully grown adult still eating food in secrecy, still not having balance around food, not knowing that I needed God to give me what I was missing. And that's why I wanted to talk about this topic, because only when I turned to Jesus and asked Jesus to please set me free, to please help me, did I find what I was missing that entire time. I want to share with you why I know God's Word works. So in James In James chapter 1, verses 5 through 7, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without finding approach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he'll receive anything from God. So this is the practical portion of this talk. I want you to ask God for what you need. If you are missing self-control, ask for it. And don't just ask in general terms like, oh God, I wish I had self-control. Would you give me some self-control? I want you to be specific with God about what you need. I want you to ask him specifically in prayer for what you need. I want you to list out what your hopes and your desires are and talk to God about it. And then the second thing you're going to need to do practically is ask God to increase your faith for it. If you've never walked in self-control, you might not have the faith to have self-control because you've experienced so many setbacks and so much failure in that area. But God is able to give you self-control. He can do this for you, but you've got to come in faith. Even if your faith is small, even if it does look like the mustard seed that he talks about in his word, he will give you faith. So trust God and let him grow that mustard seed. Show up with what you have. Show up with your doubts. Show up with your hurt. Show up with your pain and then turn it all over to Jesus and ask him, God, I have just the smallest amount of faith for this because I've never experienced victory in this area. So I'm trusting you to give me what I need. Let him fill in the missing gaps for you. God loves you enough. If he gave his son on a cross for you, then he certainly can give you what you're missing in your life. 
He did it for me and he will do it for you. The next thing I want to say is if you find that you start down this road and you feel like you have a tiny bit of faith and you're holding on by a thread and then suddenly you fall off the wagon, you face plant, you sin, you forget that God has given you what you need. I want you to turn around and I want you to repent. Now, repent is a Christian word. It just, it sounds like a a big term, but really all it is is saying, God, I missed the mark. I failed. I stopped believing you. Will you forgive me? Those are the words you need to say to him. Will you forgive me and help me to do it again? Help me to believe again. Say those words to him and trust that he has forgiven you because the only requirement is forgiveness. The only requirement for forgiveness is to turn to God and ask for it. As long as you're a believer in Christ, you have forgiveness when you ask for it. So believe that, settle that, and go right back into the battle. The last thing I want to share with you is that doubt will come. Don't think for a second that the enemy who was there in your childhood creating all this chaos and abuse, the enemy who was creating all of this food insecurity and doubt, don't think for a second he's not going to show up because he will. He's going to show up and he's going to keep trying to tell you, you're not who God says you are. You don't have what God says you have. The truth is you do. And he wouldn't be fighting so hard to get you to believe that you don't have it if you didn't really have it. I mean, why would he show up and waste his time on something that he already has conquered? He's there to steal the faith that's growing in you. So you need to go ahead and shut the enemy out or tell tell God on him. Better yet, shut him out and tell God on him. Tell God he's messing with your mind. He's messing with your, your budding faith. Tell God on him and then tell God, send him away. That's called binding. Like really, you're just shooing him out of your presence and then open your word. Open your word. There's nothing Satan hates more than when you get your Bible out and you start reading to him. If he messes with you, you mess with him with the word of God and you start speaking the truth. And what I like to do personally is I have scriptures written down. I like to say them out loud. Or when I hear the enemy coming or I know he's on the scene, I like to remind him, no, I have self-control because the Lord has promised me self-control through his spirit. And so I like to remind myself and the enemy that what you're offering is a lie. And here's the truth. Here's the truth that counteracts that lie. And so that's what I like to do. I encourage you, keep walking by faith, trusting God, keep believing, even when doubt comes, keep getting up again. And when you fall, Go ahead and repent. Go ahead and tell God, I'm sorry and apologize. And then get back up and walk. And then you keep doing this. You keep putting one foot in front of the other. You do it until you start to see the fruit of your prayers, the fruit of your words. And the fruit is exactly what you need. You're going to see that, that what you had been missing is now growing and showing up in your life. God is faithful, y'all. God is faithful and he will bring you into that place of freedom. He will bring you into that place of fullness where the pieces are no longer missing and you are completely whole and completely healed in Christ. God says, I'll remind you that he gives generously to all without finding fault. That means you. That means me. That means every believer in the kingdom of God will be given exactly what they need without finding fault. Trust in this word. It's your word for today and ask God to give what you're missing. Thank you for joining me for this episode. 
I pray that you're encouraged by it. I pray that you start to believe that Jesus has the missing pieces to your life. He will restore what has been stolen. He will give to you what you never even had in the first place. That's what it means to have the fullness of Christ in your life. Be blessed, y'all. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you in the next episode.